0: Retro now. Hey
1: everybody! Welcome to previously on Lost. This episode number fifty-five, and we are not in Portland anymore, everybody. And we're gonna talk about the episode not in Portland. And I am Mike, and I have two other hosts with me, Corey and Stephen. How are you guys?
0: Oh, doing great. I'm not in Portland. I'm not in many places, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, everything's fine. Everything's good. How are you? Right. How are you doing, I'm Mike? doing
2: well. Steven, how are you, bud? I I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot better than uh, Edmund Burke is doing. No no buses coming my way, so
0: Oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. He got rocked. That was uh, unusual, uh, but we are we are excited to talk about this episode, and uh, we, we we've put our plugs in multiple times where you can find us all over uh, Twitter and and everything else like and Instagram and Facebook. So for this episode though, we're just gonna kind of skip all that. And uh, if you want to know where we're at, cool, it's all in the show notes. You can find us in the show notes. So we're gonna talk about this episode not in Portland. This was season three, episode seven. It was aired on February 7, 2007. It was directed by Stephen Williams, and it was written by Carlton Cuse and Jeff Pinker. Uh, While Jack is in command as the fate of Ben's life rests in his hands, Kate and Sawyer help Alex in return for a boat, and Juliet makes a shocking decision that could endanger her standing with her people. Flashbacks show how Juliet ends up on the island through a meeting with Richard Alpert in in order to care for her sister.
0: All right, excellent stuff. I have some episode facts for us here. (laughs) Aldo, it just makes me laugh (laughs) reading that name. We'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, uh, Aldo is studying Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time, yet another emergence uh, of time in the subtext of Lost. The chapter he is reading is Chapter 7, which is all about black holes and the bending of time. Hmm. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, Very fitting um, for what could happen this season. Then we have Rachel's pregnancy test, which was made by Widmore Labs, another familiar name. And we have uh, Juliet. Uh, Juliet says that she's been on the island for three years, two months, and 28 days, which means she arrived on September 5th, 2001. This date is within a few months of Desmond's arrival, so significant hmm. there uh then we also have uh this is the first episode uh that d- does not feature any scenes on the main island which i thought was really interesting i was like oh wow okay There's only- yeah and uh this was uh there's only one other episode and that's happily ever after which is in season six you know, I would have thought there were more because we had all that stuff in season five about off island. Well, OK, there's only two episodes because there, there's some episodes where it's pretty much all off island, but they always start or end with a little bit of a on know, island, island fire. Yeah. And both these episodes, both these uh, this one and happily ever after uh, all that's on Hydra Island. So not uh, not the big island. And then lastly, we have Middleos Bioscience. Uh, is the company that the others use as a front to recruit outsiders, including Juliet, in Not in Portland. Middleos is an anagram for lost time as well as lost item. Yeah.
1: All right, All well, right. Stephen. How long have our people been on? Uh, well, I don't want to
2: say the island, but <laughs> the A island. <laughs> Well, this is the 73rd day since our survivors landed on the island. Um, previously on loss section, we had uh, Jack says he doesn't trust the others to let him, Kate, and Sawyer go if he performs surgery on Ben. We get see Kate is allowed to see Jack. She convinces him to do the surgery because if he doesn't, they'll kill Sawyer. Kate and Sawyer kiss and have sex in Sawyer's cage. Jack sees them cuddling poised post-coitus on a closed-circuit TV monitor, and Jack agrees to do the surgery and begins operating on Ben with the help of Juliet. He purposely cuts a small incision in Ben's kidney sack and tells Tom that Ben has an hour to live. He demands the walkie-talkie so he can speak to Kate, and then Pickett takes Sawyer out of his cage and prepares to shoot him in front of Kate.
1: All right. Now let's talk about this episode. All right, so let's start with Juliet's flashbacks. Um, what did so we only had two? We only had like two really storylines to follow. We had the Hydra Island storyline, and then we had the Juliet flashback um, storyline. So, what did you guys think of uh, Juliet's flashbacks? Before I give my hot take on it. <laughs>
2: Well, I I thought that this was kind of kind of a fun way to come back. And we had the big break, for, you know, from the last episode to this episode. Yeah. You know, there, it was a a big break, and I th- thought to come back with a Juliet episode was interesting because you know we've been seeing her the first part of this series, and you know we really don't know where her allegiances lie. Um, you know, we know there's some tension with you know her and Ben. But we, we you know, we also know that she's kind of sympathetic to our people. So I thought this was an interesting way to come back from the break. And obviously the you know, the first scene was kind of a beautiful, you know, just scenery there with her just sitting on, you know, sitting on the beach. Um and then we walk through the that creepy hallway, then we just assume we're in a hatch or something here on the island, only to find out that's not the case.
0: Yeah, I, I love mm-hmm. that little opening. Like, what a creepy hallway right there. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this <laughs> is actually a, a, you know, a nice Miami apartment building, <laughs> which <laughs> has this crappy hallway down, downstairs, I guess. <laughs> Parking I mean, garage, maybe. I,
2: I've, I've always had an issue with that part of it. The, that hallway, and then when they actually open the window and you see where, <clears throat> where we are right on the beach by the airport in Miami they just it just doesn't match up you know it just right. that, that hallway doesn't seem like it should be there oh so, yeah I,
0: I don't know i, I agree but uh, maybe their thought is oh you know this is one of those places it looks super nice but uh, then they cut corners on uh, some of the some uh, of the cost <laughs> you, you
1: you know the i i guess i'll kind of say it. the first the first Kinda of like you guys are saying, it's it uh it doesn't seem right. It felt very awkward. The opening the opening line, it just the opening part of this flashback. It just, all right. I'm just gonna say, it, I really don't care. I'm not a fan of this flashback. <laughs> I'm trying to, I was trying to tap tiptoe around it a little bit. Um, there are some good parts that I that I didn't mind. Uh, this this was not one of them uh this was not one i was a fan of um the the opening a lot of it because it just it didn't feel like it was it was felt like it was off-putting um it it felt like they they it it just did it didn't match i don't know really how to describe it just something about and i love Juliet's character y'all know i love Juliet's character but for some reason i just did not i was i just was not a fan of this 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 opening thing um so I mean, I, I mean, am, am I wrong in thinking this way? I mean, is, is could you all remember ever remember this one being divided?
0: You know, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, that's just that's just your opinion. I personally kind of like this. I mean, I don't think this is a, an extremely exciting flashback, but I it's think there's not. some really uh, yeah, I think there's some really interesting parts. And mm-hmm. I, again, with Juliet, like we. Having seen the whole series, we know like who Juliet really is, but the writers were really playing their you know had their their cards you know close uh, you know close to the chest here on this one where it was like we could see the sympathetic background to her, but it still didn't really make us trust her, and there's a lot of mystery to it uh, at the same time. But I think this episode is really is really fun because. Where the flashback is cool because it it sets up the others in their off island uh you know adventures i guess or or ventures, maybe more specifically, and we get some Ethan, yeah. we get some alpert i mean they don't they don't look good, they look weird, they look creepy, and it's fascinating in my opinion though
2: mm, okay well, well I, I definitely thought the moment where we see Ethan come out of the creepy hallway. Obviously, it makes sense if that's a, a hatch on the island, but then when we find out it's in Miami, I mean, yeah, that, that opens a whole can of worms there that I think there's kind of a, you know, I, I think I enjoyed that part of it. Um, every, is this the first time we actually see Richard Alpert? I think it is, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. His first appearance. Yeah.
1: So I did have that on here that I really enjoyed because I really like Richard Albert as a character. So.
2: And I, I I thought, I thought he was good here as the, you know, recruiting Juliet. Like, I, I enjoyed the, that part of it. I honestly, I mean, the first scene was weird, but I enjoyed the rest of the flashback. Obviously a lot more than you, Mike. Um,
0: but, you know it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think part of it, too, I really like the actor who played her husband. His name, you know, I have a hard time pronouncing it. It's like Zeldsko Um But, I mean, he's shown up in a lot of shows I've watched, and I I always find him very interesting. Um, so, I, I mean, I thought that was pretty good. Kind of the, you know, we we think she's, you know, getting caught somewhere she's not supposed to be, and then we find out, you know, that's her ex husband um that was kind of a fun little scene, and, you know he's kind of seeming like a you know obviously antagonistic to her, you know with the hey, turn off the lights for me kind of thing, so I thought that part was interesting um kind of the whole how how Juliet said you know she wouldn't be able to when she breaks down to Richard Albert and says, you know her ex husband wouldn't let her Go do this, you know, research that she thinks she's getting herself into. So, I thought a lot of it was really pretty interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I like this flashback. I think it's interesting. I think that some of it, you know, when you have a, some of these first flashbacks, especially for the new characters, like when they that they bring on to the show, they sometimes don't feel quite like they. Feel like the character fits the mold quite as much by the end of the series because they grow in the way they've written that character. So I could see that criticism, but I like a lot of like the, I love that beginning where she opens the curtains and, and when she says like afraid you know she's afraid uh, he'll find out and everybody thinks she's talking about Ben. It's a good little uh, um, you know little minor twist moment and is that we're not we're not talking about the island stuff, but the whole. Cold open is a heck of a it's very dramatic. Uh, and it's yeah, I, the flashback's only part of it. I
1: think I think the reason I really have an issue with it is is knowing Juliet on Island, this just seems completely different character for her off island. Um, she she doesn't seem as she doesn't seem like the confident lady that we know on the island. And she just seems completely different. And, and, and from, from, I mean, it's just, she seems different. I think that that's what doesn't mesh well with me. It's just, this isn't a Juliet. We've known the entire season three so far. Um, she's just completely a different person. Whereas when you look at the other characters before they got on the plane and land on the island, they're pretty much generally the same, like not much, much, not medium change, not lock changed, obviously, but I, I guess that's why I have an issue with it. Um, Again, not all of it's bad. I, I don't mean to, to make it sound like all of it's bad. Uh, I, I think I think a lot of it was good. I just um, there's there's some things on there I just didn't like. Like I, I didn't mind Richard Albert. I loved having him. I loved the like kind of like you said, Corey, that we we got the the introduction. Oh, okay, the others can get off the island, and this is how they get off the island, and things they do when they're off the island. So it opened up a whole new world. Um. But there's just, there's just, I don't know. I guess I was expecting a big boom coming back from a break, and you just didn't get that.
0: Well, Well, uh, Alex, um, you know, I understand where you're coming from, where Juliet seems so different. I mean, she also has a different hairstyle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think think some of that is intentional, though. I understand the criticism. It does make sense. But there's a pretty cool shot where, Later on when she is like, I can't remember exactly what's happening, but she's like totally down in the dumps in the flashback. And she's kind of like, you know, mild mannered, kind of quivering. She's got like a sweater on and, you know, she's her hairstyle. You know, she's like looks completely different. And then you go to the island and she just looks like this action hero where, you know, she's got like the blonde, like glowing hair. And she like takes the gun and like uh, you could like tell she's going to like go. Kill somebody, or she's like out for revenge, and I think that they're supposed to be showing this contrast between like who she was and like who she is now, like what the island, like being there and like being part of the others, like the type of person that she's kind of turned into through that experience.
2: And well, yeah. they do a good job at that. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's how, that's how I took it too, Corey. I think that you know we're this was what you know over three years before, and it, that's three years of coming up against Ben Linus, who, you know, we know that there's some tension there between him and her. We obviously don't know what it is until later, but I mean, yeah, she, she is a different person than she was in the flashback. And I think we see it at times on the Island, like when, when she broke down the Jack, when that, when uh, she couldn't figure out how to save Colleen um, I think we kind of see the old Juliet come out then where, you know, she, you know, she really is kind of broken and, she, you know, she can't help this person and, and she wants to. So, I mean, I think I, I, I kind of, yeah, viewed it more the way Corey did to where this is who Juliet used to be before she got to the island. And now, she, yeah, now she is very different.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I, I can concede that point.
0: But I, I do think there, in fairness, I do think that you have a point as well, Mike, because some of this stuff, like knowing who Juliet is in like season five, she seems a lot different. Just just like being she doesn't seem like she would marry this guy, uh, <laughs> Edmund Burke. And it is interesting. Like I went and looked up um, the actor's name and I have to say, uh, I can't remember how you it was written down here somewhere, but his uh he does a great job of portraying this guy that you want to hate so much, but then he has like little bits like here and there where you're like, okay, like maybe I don't hate him like quite as much. Like he's, he's still human, but he's like 10 years older than Juliet or 10 years older than Elizabeth Mitchell, the actor. And, you know, Elizabeth Mitchell and, and uh, Josh Holloway uh, Sawyer are pretty, I think about the same age, like one or two years different. So it's interesting seeing that, that, you know, she goes from this guy to Sawyer, you know, so she she really uh, upgrades in my opinion. You know, I know <laughs> Sawyer is not the most educated person, but he's uh he's been educated by the streets.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I, I felt like her and her ex-husband's relationship was probably more maybe professional respect at the start, you know, kind of one of those things where they worked together. He kind of admired her work kind of thing, more than uh you know, maybe a passionate love. I, I don't know. That's kind of how I read it.
0: Yeah. Not to, I don't know, not to insult uh, anyone, Tony Stark, but I kind of got like some weird like Tony Stark <laughs> uh, vibes from him. Uh, yes. Like b- before the reformed Tony Stark, like he wants to like, oh, oh, this is a cure. Like, let's uh, let's publish this. You know, let's get a trophy <laughs> for this. <laughs>
1: I, di- I will say I did I did like Juliet's comment um, <laughs> to to the to to the girl that that her ex husband was making out with in the lab, and uh, the next thing when she shows up and she says something, and then Juliet looks at her and, and she says, "Well, who are you?" And she says, "I'm the new research assistant." And Juliet says, "That figures."
2: <laughs> yes, of course.
1: I was like, dang, I love that. So, that one, again, there were some funny moments for me. Uh, and I just, I, I, th- I thought that was so good. So good.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, that was great. And just her being in there with like coming in to like make out in the room and she's trying to steal stuff, you know, to help her sister. <laughs> that was uh, awkward. That was awkward. <laughs> Very awkward. Oh, okay. Uh, one different note I, I wrote down. She's talking on the phone with someone. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna set up a meeting with uh, Doctor Albert for you." Is uh, is Richard any sort of doctor? There's no way Richard Albert is a doctor. Like, what type? What is the level of education for this man? Uh, <laughs> well,
1: well, I don't, I, I don't know. He could be. He's been around a long time. He's had a lot of, of years to, to he's, yeah. not, he's had a lot of years to create some degree to get some degrees, man.
0: Hundreds of years. From, so maybe he's I, smarter than a doctor because of that. <laughs>
2: Well, we, I mean, we, we see his life before the, you know, before the island. So we know he wasn't educated back then. And I'm not sure if the others slash Dharma initiative give out doctorates. I, I i don't think we ever get any reference to that.
0: He's got but. a doctorate like polar bear poop scooping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness
2: but he he
1: could have gone off island to get the uh to get some degrees i mean obviously they then go off island so i yeah, mean
0: true true maybe that's what he does after the after the show <laughs> <laughs> so uh I wanted to, like before we- you know there's a lot of this we could kind of skip through but man richard Alpert, uh what do you guys think of his slideshow skills
1: <laughs>
0: terrible. That was the he worst slideshow. He, like were...
1: he said, I know it looks cheesy, but we, we genuinely are like this. I'm like, really?
0: <laughs> well, Those pictures have... looked like they weren't even... They looked like they were Photoshopped. They didn't even look real.
2: We've seen the computers they have to work with on the island. He may be working with some outdated technology.
0: Yeah, I think Michael Scott taught him how to use PowerPoint. This was
2: like 2000. This was 2007, though. I mean... They were using those 1980s computers in the hats. That, that may be all he had to work with. Oh Well, really, goodness. it's
0: 2001 in the episode. But like yeah, 2007. It,
2: over- yeah. He might as well just
1: pulled out an overhead projector at this rate. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it would have been a about the same thing. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. I, I love it. There are I love points on the show. It's so great.
0: I do love the moment when Juliet, you know, she's like, "I can't take the job in Portland," quote unquote Portland, uh, you know, because my ex-husband. If you get hit by a bus, (laughs) that would, that would solve it. I mean, oh, just get hit
1: by a bus.
0: Yeah, you don't want to say that. You know, I've never wanted, never said anything like that. Maybe since uh, watching this episode, or maybe just common sense. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was straight up. That was uh pretty harsh. Not gonna lie, she uh
0: oof. And of course, she's not serious, and we see later like she is affected by his death. Like she didn't want him to actually die. She feels horrible for saying that. But in the heat of the moment, she's like, "Yeah, that would solve my problems."
1: It really would solve my problems that he would go
0: somewhere. Yeah. And so before he dies, we have like a moment with Juliet's sister and. I like this moment now it's to me, um Rachel, she has cancer, right? Is that what?
1: Yes, I believe that that was it,
0: and she's getting treatment, but she and through Juliet's work, she's able to you know help her get pregnant uh when normally that's not possible in her situation so that's kind of the miracle thing that happens here and a key phrase, and you may miss it if you're not thinking about it, Rachel says to Juliet, It worked, and there's no way they had any idea of what that line would mean seasons later, but that becomes a huge Juliet line that she uses two other times in the series mm-hmm. uh, in the season five finale and in the season or no in the season i guess it's on the season the season six premiere and then season six uh finale. did you guys uh kick up on that? <laughs>
2: I, I am embarrassed to say I did not that that I did not catch that mm. at all. <laughs> good good call.
0: It's yeah, Rachel. That's just like I think it's the first thing she says, or or something. Like she just says it worked, and obviously it didn't really mean anything then. What I wonder if there was, you know, del- if it was deliberate that they had that line in later because that's basic. That's what Juliet says. Oh, crap. What is it? She says it to... Does Miles pick it up through the, the... You know... She actually talks to Sawyer. She's still alive. And she says it worked. Yeah, I think no, that's
2: that's, that's how th- That's how they woke up, you know, or whatever you call it in the flash sideways at the vending machine.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, bo- it's mm. both... Uh, it happens uh, when she, right when she dies, but it also happens when they wake, wake up. Oh,
2: yeah I think you're right that was when when Miles was talking to her in the after you know after she had died. I think you're right,
0: yeah, yeah, because at the time they thought it worked meant like that they created the a new time timeline. but what she was really talking about is a vending machine <laughs> Finally, I got
1: those doritos
0: <laughs> so you know at the very least it's just a little Easter egg that they put in later, you know kind of calling back to this moment. In, in my opinion, yeah. Uh,
1: I- anything else about her? About about the backstory? Uh, yeah, let's Juliet. just.
0: I was just gonna say Ed, uh, <laughs> Edmund, or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, he's talking to her about because uh, she's Juliet's telling him like, "Hey, my sister's pregnant. This is great." And they seem like they're actually connecting there, and he's like kind of working with her as like. Oh, we could publish this or not. Like, what's like it seems to be he's showing a little bit of com- compassion. Like,
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, and, oh, okay. Also, notable before he is, is somewhat nice to Juliet, I don't know if you guys caught this. He's on the phone with his mom, and <laughs> well, you first he's just saying to some person on the phone, You're insufferable and you're mean. <laughs> And he says, Mom, you asked for the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who says oh, that my. to
2: their mother or on the phone? Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, that
1: was
2: that was a nice touch for a man who's about to get run over by a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I also know on Lostpedia it said that there was an Apollo advertisement on the bus. I, I tried to catch it. But, you know, the bus went by pretty fast there. I don't know if you guys caught that, but. According to Lostpedia, who's very rarely wrong, there is an Apollo advertisement on the bus. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it, there probably was, man. If the junk <laughs> was moving so daggum quick, yeah. you could you would see that thing.
0: Yeah, so, you know, Juliet is heartbroken. There's, I mean, she's just, I don't know she's heartbroken, but she's pretty messed up about this. Seeing someone, your ex-husband, get hit by a bus in front of you, that's got to be hard. Uh, so she goes... She's at the morgue, and you gotta. Do you give Ethan credit? Do you give uh, the others credit? They are very persistent about recruiting. They're gonna show up while you're iding the body of your ex-husband at the morgue to. (laughs) They should have brought some flowers. Maybe that would have been nice. But uh, yeah, Ethan, I feel like he's way creepier in this episode than he is in any other like flashback. 'cause like he appears what he's been in season one he appeared in the season two flashback for claire he's in season three uh-huh. is he gonna be in season four i don't yeah he's- yeah he's i think he's in the Juliet flashback in season four i think he appears in all six seasons actually pretty impressive for for ethan yeah
1: that did his did his hair seem longer than anybody else?
0: Yeah, his hair seemed longer. His face seems like... I don't know. He, he looked a little different. He yeah, looked,
1: his hair seemed excessively long. <laughs>
0: he looked older. Um, which, you know, not to if people age. But it's supposed to be... He, he looks noticeably... He looks different. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, it's not... Quite in Portland. That's that's like the last one of the last lines of of the uh, the flight. We're outside of Portland. We're not quite in Portland. Yeah, we're a little bit off. Okay, you know, I grew up. I lived in Oregon for most of my life, and like to get to Hawaii, that's like a five-hour flight, and I'm pretty sure the island is much further. Like that's that's not even close to Portland. Come on, come on. No.
1: That's um I hear you, I get you.
0: Do you think they have actually have like an office or something in Portland or is it just like a PO box?
1: I think I think it's a PO box. <laughs> like I, I I don't I don't think it's anything um yeah, I think it's a PO box. What do you yeah. think? Th-
0: there's never been any other discussion. I mean, they they talk about stuff in uh um Michigan. Cause yes. Isn't, cause doesn't uh, Daniel go back to Ann Arbor to work? I mean, that's but that's the Dharma Initiative that's in Michigan. So yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. All right. So we've talked about Juliet and her backstory. Let's talk about the awesome on island um, Hydra stuff here. Yeah, I thought so, yeah uh, the
0: island stuff is way better.
1: Uh, I, I agree, and that's probably why I was kind of a little down on the the Juliet flashbacks because I really enjoyed the island stuff uh, so much. I, I only have one note because I mean it's 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 okay. So it's a it's a great thing, and I know everybody's got a lot of other notes about it. But my favorite is like Tom. He just he looks over at Jack when it's just him and Jack in the room. And he looks over, at Jack says, I'm Tom by the way. <laughs> just this casual nonchalant guy and just I love I just love Tom man he is just so funny he's so good. Just his character, like he's supposed to be like he's real. Because when you first see this guy, he's like this guy with a long beard, and he's scary, and he's creepy,
2: <laughs> he's, and he... he's kidnapping now... a twelve-year-old child the first time we see him.
1: <laughs> right, and now he's this guy. He's like, hey, I'm Tom, by the way. And he's like getting sick down low when when Jack's working on Ben. He's like, he's like, is this supposed to be doing that? Is this supposed to be doing that? <laughs> no, that one, that one was on accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. I love Tom.
0: Is this the closest we ever get to a Tom-centric episode?
1: Could be. <laughs> we really need a Tom backstory. There's really a lot of. Tom. We needed a Tom
0: flashback. We, we did.
2: We, we get some off-island Tom in Michael's flashback forward, whatever we call it. Um, right. But we do get a little bit of off-island Tom enjoying some fruit um, in the future.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, but this is, I, I would say this episode has, I'm, I'm pretty sure by far the most screen time for Tom in one episode. Because he's he's with Jack the whole episode. And Jack is like a main part. This is a Juliet episode, but Juliet is not the main, she doesn't have as much screen time when we're talking about on island. I think Jack has more. I think Tom, frankly, has more, and then you get a lot of, of Kate and Sawyer as well. So that's why this. I think I often confuse this episode as being like a Kate episode because the previous one is a Kate one, and then you know Kate is and Sawyer are out on the run doing some cool, cool stuff. You know, escaping as action set pieces. So you you kind of forget that this is a Juliet episode. I think. Yeah. I mean, the title gives it away, the whole not in Portland thing. But the actual, when you think about, oh, the breakout part, like, when they're running getting away, no, this is part of the Juliet episode, so. But uh, Tom is great. I mean, he's always has this, like, incredulous look. <laughs> he's so disturbed by Jack, and like, he can't handle the blood or oh. the needles. <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny. <laughs> It's good. Okay, yeah, uh, Jack. Uh, just skip ahead. Of Later in the episode, Jack like holds up the tumor or whatever, <laughs> like. <laughs> Mr. Friendly, Tom is like right there like helping him out and he's like, oh, I'm super squeamish I can't, I can't, I don't like blood he's like, you probably won't like this too and he holds up like just like a piece of flesh like in front of Tom's face like, that's so messed up what the heck he just, I love it Jack Jack does not care, he I mean, my first note here is like, Jack is playing hardball this episode, he is uh you know he's leaving it out there he's like "Well, i don't i don't care like i'll let him die i'll do this and he's gonna mess with mr friendly (laughs) (laughs) whatever it takes oh he finally has control during this episode and he you know he doesn't want to give it up and when ben wakes up it kind of messes things up for him um but yeah i mean the episode uh like I was saying about the cold open, we get like that flashback and we get Jack going crazy in the in the surgery area. And then Sawyer, that's when he does his famous uh, shock attack.
2: Right? He
0: hits Danny three times in the head to uh, one. I love it. I love that. The mess. polar bear button <laughs> Shock Def- the crap out of him.
1: That is definitely on our uh, uh, on our rating system this uh, <laughs> this, this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! I got a crack out of that
1: when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was really good. It was nice to find to finally see as much. So, do you feel bad for Danny at all, though? Because I mean, I, I get he's he's mad because he lost his wife. So, I mean, do you feel bad for him at like at all in this episode?
2: I I do a little bit just be because he did lose Colleen, but. I his reaction to it to, you know, people who really didn't do that to his wife, you know, it wasn't Sawyer who did that to his wife. So his obsession with, you know, trying to beat up Sawyer was really unnecessary.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel a little bad, but not not too bad. I mean, he's he's horrible. I think on the surface level, you don't feel bad. But when you start to think about it, okay, Ben has been deceiving this like Ben has probably deceived this guy so much he's groomed him into this person because Danny is so convinced that Ben would never let them go that he's like no nah, no nah, I'm gonna kill them and Ju- Ju- Juliet hears that and basically Juliet I think in that moment Juliet goes all right well I'm gonna have to kill Danny like this is like totally premeditated murder by Juliet's part like she did, she thought about this I think she's oh
1: she hated this. she she she's probably hated Danny from who knows how long
2: yeah well i guess part of my confusion too is what was the obsession with getting kate and sawyer back the whole point of kidnapping them all was to get jack to do the surgery jack was doing the surgery so like why were they so there's no way we can let Cade and sawyer escape especially when they knew they couldn't or at least they thought they couldn't make it back to their island they didn't know they had a boat there, but as a, like once Jack did the surgery, why wouldn't they let Kate and Sawyer go?
1: I guess because they didn't want other people to find out where where they were and that there was another part of the island. But I really think Danny just wanted to kill him because Danny had had an issue with Sawyer, and and he, he had a, he's had a vendetta with Sawyer since he got there. So I think it was just to kill. Really, it was just he just wanted to kill Sawyer. Yeah.
0: Well, I think. Yeah, I don't think they want to be vulnerable. I think they want to maintain control over the Losties, and mm-hmm. by having them captured, who knows? Maybe there was more of a plan beyond just saving Ben. I mean, I know that's the main plan, but heck, and they also need someone to finish that runway. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Ju- actually, it's you know Juliet saves them, but at the beginning, like before, right before the the logo comes, uh, Juliet is the one that says, "Kill them." if you have to. And if we have to, kill them. So she's pretty cold-blooded there. I don't know if she meant it or not. That's why it's so hard to read Juliet, because she is very self-interested. Like, she wants to get off the island. And I don't know how much she actually cares about Kate and Sawyer, per se. She, I think she does care about Jack. And in the end, she does save them. But at the beginning, it sure doesn't seem like she's going to save them. She seems right. like she wants them to be, you know... She tells them, you know, kill him. I mean,
2: that that part didn't make sense to me either. Like, why? Why did she do that when it was, you know, she gave Jack the idea to do the surgery and and kill Ben. So I don't know what she was trying to accomplish with, you know, telling that with, you know, basically telling him to go kill his friends. Like, how did she think that was going to turn out? Well, I just I don't understand her thought process there.
0: Yeah, I agree. It, it, it's a little confusing. Maybe she's trying to save face because, uh, you know, all of this is is about to blow up in her. I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly the order of it, but Jack, around the same time, just outs her completely, which I love that he does this. He's dead. Juliet had a whole plan to kill you. Like, I was supposed to let you die. And then Tom's like, get the heck out of here, Julie you're done. Danny just like starts rampaging and it's setting up to be super chaotic and it's like what the heck is uh, about to happen here. I mean, okay, yeah. so, and Jack, Jack says I'm going to let him die. Like I don't care, I'll let him die. Do you guys do you believe Jack when he says that? Do you think he would have let him I, die?
1: As much as much as Juliet said that I no no you won't, Jack. No you won't. I think in that moment it was it was, it was uh, fight or flight. And, and, and I think it was Jack. Jack's mindset was, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down swinging the best I can. And if, it, if it's letting this guy die, I just don't even really care. Because I still think even though Sawyer and Kate had hooked up, I still think Jack, Jack had definitely had feelings for Kate. So he was going to try to protect and preserve Kate as long as he could. And his mindset was... Cool, if I die, I'm still doing some something noble. And I think he would have let him die. Steven. Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say I kind of feel the same way because yeah. because we, we I mean what we know about Jack in his flashbacks, you think no, he's not gonna let him die. But what we learn about Jack, you know, what we know about him in the future, I think he would be willing to do it. What do you think, Steven?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think he would have let him die just because I think he loses all his leverage at that point. I mean, I think there there's no way it turns out good for him or his friends if he lets Ben die. So I don't think he, that was his plan. I, I don't think he would have let Ben die because then they would have no reason, you know, not to kill him or his friends. So it's kind of how I took it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe you know, I do think that that Jack gets to that point later after being on you know off the island to where he's more willing to let people die um, <laughs> in season five. We'll, we'll we'll get to that someday. But uh, so Sawyer and Kate like are on the run out there, and I don't remember exactly what how it happens because I watched this yesterday, but. They're like in a gunfight, right, with uh, with Danny and everybody, because Danny got set free, and he's just like, "I'm
1: out for revenge,"
0: Uh, uh, and that's when we get the the return of our favorite slingshot wielding warrior, Alex. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So funny when she comes with the slingshot. (laughs) There's a guy, it's like, oh, oh," rock to the head. (laughs) She had a couple pretty good hits, like. The first time it didn't look is is realistic, but I got a good good look at one of those rocks. It was actually a pretty good size. Like that would probably uh, do some damage, knock a
1: guy out. Yeah, uh,
0: so, and they go down in the little uh, little hideaway, which is this. This is kind of similar to Rousseau's. We see a couple of these over the course of uh, the series.
1: Yeah, we do. But and uh, like
2: like mother, like daughter. That's right. Yeah.
1: And she and she agrees to help them uh, get off the island when they find out they're not on their island. But they gotta help help her, and they gotta go help her rescue her boyfriend. Because there's, there's a catch. Because there's a catch. Because there's only there's only there's only one there's only one place on the island she hasn't checked. It, so she's got to be there. <clears throat> and then we meet the famous
0: Aldo. yeah that was that was a good moment because like sawyer knew is too good to be true he's like you just happen to show up and you have a boat what's going on yep so yeah Aldo, dude okay at the time when i first watched this i was not i had not seen it's always sunny so this just went completely over my head years and years ago but uh i love it's always sunny and if you're a fan of the show rob uh how do you say it mckenley or whatever um I always say that wrong. But he's one of the executive producers. He's one of the uh, you know creators and one of the main characters of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Apparently, the story is that he was a huge fan of Lost and that Damon Lindelof is a huge fan of It's Always Sunny. And so they worked it out to to get him on the show. Huh. And it's, just, it's actually a decent. It's more than I would say this is more than a cameo. This is actually a character. <laughs>
2: Well, I I recently was, have been doing a rewatch of Game of Thrones, and I love that he shows up in that too. But that is definitely a cameo. He that's one where he shows up just to get killed. Where yeah, this is he, he gets some, <laughs> he gets some lines in this one.
0: Yeah, he's you know he's has a conversation there. He gets knocked down, and uh, they actually you know he actually comes back in season six, <laughs> and uh, he's I mean he's great. You could tell that he's. Like, really funny. So, he's a hilarious actor. He does a, does a pretty good job. I think for some, pre- some people, it could, like, take them out of the moment to see him acting in this. Just because he's very much uh, Mac uh, to some degree. <laughs> but he, d- he does a great job.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. So, he was guarding the famous Dharma station with the... Infamous room 23. What'd you guys uh, think of room 23? You want to have a party in there? Do we want to have a rave? What do we, what are we, uh, we going to do there in that room?
2: I, I gotta say just, I mean, wow. What, what a crazy room. Um, I mean, th- this one definitely provided a lot for, for the lost fans who like to really deep dive in the stuff and, And slow down and take screenshots. Man, there was a lot going on in that video. I tried to take it all in. And there was was just so much going on. I can't imagine being, you know, your eyes being forced to stay open and watch that nonstop. I mean, obviously the thing that stood out was the, to me at least, was the God loves you as he loved Jacob. Obviously we've heard the name Jacob I think just once before now that I can recall. Right. But that, I mean, that definitely is giving you some some cult vibes there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, I... the the others don't have a great look in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Between the flashback and some of the stuff going on here in room 23, I like, oh, this is messed up. Uh, you know, my take from this scene is it went on a lot longer than I remember. I thought it was much quicker. Yeah. And I was ready for them to flip the switch to turn it off. And I remember, like, oh, they don't. That's in a different episode. I think in whatever, like the Jin episode, they they turn it on and then turn it off. Uh, but we don't get that in this episode. It goes on for a while. Which, you know, if you're a lost fan watching this when it came out, like this was a time to like freeze frame and 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 you know check every single uh, message there for any clues about. Uh, Any of the mythology, which is great, and yeah, the whole thing about Jacob—that was a big. That's the thing that I remember. That's the only thing I really remember about this. uh, About the uh, you know visuals is the the Jacob thing, and it was definitely something people theorized about a lot.
1: Well, do you do you go ahead?
2: I was like, there was a lot of fireworks, pictures of fireworks. Like, what was the point of that?
0: I don't um, know. shiny <laughs> colors. Have any of you guys ever seen A Clockwork Orange? No. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I, it's a very interesting movie. A lot of people say it's a great movie. It's hard to watch because there's some very disturbing stuff in it. But I will say. Um, this is what it, like, this is like definitely a reference to, to that. We'll talk about that at the end, too, but. There's a scene where they make a guy, they have it's like punishment, he's like in prison or whatever, and he has to watch some video. Uh and his uh his eyes are forced to stay open by these weird glasses and I don't know, subliminal messaging. It's it's weird, you know. I don't know what the so, others are up what, to. So,
1: so what did you guys think of Sawyer? So Sawyer was getting mesmerized by this thing and uh Sawyer was getting sucked in, uh, but they never addressed that in the series. Uh, and, and I think it would have been really interesting to see if somehow he had got semi brainwashed <laughs> in there while he was in there for a little bit of time. I mean, what, what did you guys think? It's like, it's like they built it up that Sawyer's getting caught by this, but then never deliver on it.
2: Uh, I, I think I, well, just I, I didn't really it... go ahead. Hey,
0: go ahead. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing.
2: Yeah. Like I di- I didn't take it to be that he was actually getting brainwashed. I think it was just showing you that it was affecting him and he had just stepped in there for, you know, a few seconds and it was already getting to him. So you can imagine this kid, if he's been in here for, we you know, we, quite a while, what it's done to him, if it can have that effect on Sawyer just in a few minutes. But no, I, I never, I guess, expected him to be, like, brainwashed from it or anything.
0: Yeah, I think he okay. was just... just uh Really curious. He was like blown away by like how weird and uh, I, just how unexpected I, it was.
1: I mean, I, I I could see that partly, but I think I think it was it was affecting him to a point because you saw when Kate collared his name, it wasn't because he couldn't hear, but the way he he responded was like, oh yeah. So he he kind of like blinked for a second to kind of like you know refocus, rezone in to to what was what he was there for and what was going on. At least that's how that's how I took it. There's just the way he kind of shook shook it off after she finally got a hold of him. Yeah. So
0: it. Uh, I think it was just like a shock to their system. You know, these guys have been on an island. I know they've had some computer stuff in the hatch, but basically they haven't interacted with a TV screen for months—73 yeah. days to be exact. Uh, so it's definitely a uh, shock to the system. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Really briefly, though, uh, we forgot to mention Kate and uh, her threat to Aldo. There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she was just go. She grabs the gun and just goes like straight for the. All right, we don't have time for this. I'll <laughs> shoot his kneecap, and Aldo just. You she
1: know, just cocks them it everything. and holds it right down there right knee. And he just he spills it, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you think? Because Sawyer then says, oh, freckles, like I didn't think you had it in you." Or, or he no, he said, uh, "I thought you were really going to do it there for a second. That was uh, a good con." And she's like, "That wasn't a con. I was gonna. I really was gonna do it." <laughs> oh,
1: she would have done it in a heartbeat. That I think that, she's ready.
0: Yeah, that, that get was off.
1: A, that. Man, that was someone who's been trapped in a cage for days. And treated like an animal, she was. Uh, she was gonna go at it, man. There, oh, there yeah. was no doubt about it. Not a doubt. So they, so they get Aldo, and they get to the boat. And when they get there, um,
0: they get Carl. You mean they don't take Aldo?
1: <laughs> Aldo, <laughs> Listen, Aldo, <laughs> Carl. They get Carl, Carl, and they take Carl, and they get him to the boat. And and then Danny shows up, and. And he and he's like, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. And Juliet shows up and pop, 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 just rocks him. And uh, they're about to leave, and she said, "Alex, you know you can't go." And uh, and 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 but they can send Carl. Carl's allowed to go. So Carl and Kate and Sawyer head out, and uh, Alex has to stay. So. Uh, that was interesting. And we got to hear the story again, the original story from the pilot episode.
0: Yeah. I thought that was a great moment with, with Kate on the walkie. Um, there was a kind of a cool moment before that, where I think Aldo had revealed, uh, they basically revealed, uh, in that conversation that Alex was Ben's daughter and, and Sawyer acknowledges, he's like, ah, so, uh, you're the boss's daughter. How huh? did not see that coming? <laughs> which I just I love Sawyer. He's great. Sawyer just like states the obvious, and like even if it's like a trope or whatever, sometimes you just say it out loud, and it uh, works better that way. Um, yeah, it was a pretty nice little love scene there, young love uh, between her and Carl, and uh, you know uh, Alex and Carl. It was, it was kind of cute. Bye. I'll miss you.
1: Bye, Carl. Hope you find your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so then we just see, we, we, we kind of see that, you know, in the end, she's so tired of being there. She, she, she's so tired of being on the Island. She's ready to be done. And, and she, she misses her sister.
0: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that you thought you were going away for six months and you'd be able to see your do- your your sister have um, this child that you kind of like helped her through this health you know situation to get to have that opportunity, and then,
1: You're then you've three just been years. gone for
0: three years. You don't know anything, right? You don't know that how it it,
1: you you don't know what happened. You don't know how it happened. You just it, yeah, I agree. Was well, there anything else uh, about this episode, guys? Before we head into the in memoriam section.
0: Yeah, we did skip a, a part with Juliet, and kind of an important part. I wanted to go back to. So Ben wakes up. and We kind of mentioned it. He's coming off the anesthesia, and this is after they had, like, you know, like Juliet go to timeout. So Ben <laughs> wants to talk to Juliet. Jack is like, "No way! Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the captain now." Uh, but Jack agrees to let them talk for three minutes because just as uh, Ben says. You got 27 minutes left to live. Give me, give me three. And Jack seems to show a little bit of sympathy. So maybe you were right, Steven, that he wouldn't let him die. Kind of based on that. Uh, I'm not sure, though. But so I love this scene because this is another great Tom scene. Tom and Jack are just up in the observation balcony. And uh, just like trying to tell what they're saying. And they're like whispering. So you have no idea what Ben is saying to Juliet. And Tom's just like, yeah. Uh, they've got history, you know. They just give him the four, the four one one, <laughs> just like making small. And he's like, oh, "I'm Tom, by the way." Yeah, making I love small it. Talk. I love it.
1: Like, there's nothing wrong with 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 what's what's been going on. Just everybody's good friends now. He's great. <laughs>
0: you could see a bond see. between Tom and Jack forming.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, they're they're gonna play football together, so
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyways, all right. Well, uh, we're, we're we're coming close here toward 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 a good bit of an hour. So let's uh let's talk a little bit about the in memoriam. So well, to the people.
0: Oh, well, no. okay. Well, I just want—I have one question though before. Okay. So, do you guys think that Ben, Ben basically just said, "Let them go." Is that what the order was to to Juliet?
2: Help well, them escape. I- I think we see in in the future. There's some ramifications for her killing Danny. So I, I definitely don't think that was in the cards. So I think she kind of went rogue on that one. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I think we're meant to believe. Yeah, he, he she was instructed just to, you know, to help go help escape. escape so that Jack will finish the surgery. I guess my question for Juliet then is like based on everything we know about between her and like, why would Juliet believe him to do this? Like it almost seems like there should be more to it. Cause why would, you know, just because he said, I'll finally let you go home. Like, why would she believe that?
1: I think maybe because she let Sawyer and Kate leave, but at the same time, and, and, or it could also mean that, you know, she, she didn't have much of a choice. I mean, wh- wh- how else was she gonna leave? She just had the trust that he was gonna do it.
2: Yeah. True.
0: Yeah, and Jack had to trust her as well because, you know, Jack was gonna stop the surgery until they got off. Then he starts, you know, starts uh, you know, starts it again. And uh it's then he actually nicks an artery. Yeah, that was that was kind of a good moment. And that's when friendly uh Tom Friendly uh has to get the uh get the walkie <laughs> Jack is just yelling. Get the lock. Get it. Hold it up to my face. I <laughs> like am I'm, awesome. I'm not
2: a I'm not a surgeon, but this is twice now that Jack that we know of that Jack has accidentally, you know, cut something he wasn't supposed to. Like we're supposed to be led that, to believe that Jack is some sort of excellent surgeon, but this seems like he makes that mistake far too often. <laughs>
1: Well, it's well, also not a normal a stress. right. It's also not a normal hospital, though, and he doesn't have but his he, music probably playing in the background.
2: But he did it once at a normal hospital, in the story he told Kate. So at least twice, he's made a pretty similar error. It's a diff, he cut something wrong.
1: Well, mm-hmm. twice in, in how long? Is probably a good you know track record. Uh, I mean, may,
2: maybe it is. I'm not real familiar with. You know how often stuff like that happens in surgery. Maybe it's a great track record. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is we no longer will see two more people in the show.
0: Right, yeah, we Corey? can move on now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 Corey. No, no, right. more, no more, no more two people well, in memoriam. In memoriam. Uh, Good g- goodbye, Edwin or Edwin <laughs> Edwin hope you caught your, hope, hope you caught your bus and uh, to, to to the big place in the sky and uh Danny um yeah he he he, he dead he, he not coming back <laughs> he, he uh there there is no there is no flashback or flash forward or flash sideways for that guy he is gone
2: um he re reconnected with Colleen
1: yes he did so uh thank you danny for the laughs you've given us the joy we've shared and uh edmund thank you for um yeah whatever you did buddy and uh but let's let's rate this episode then so one out of 23 our rating system this week is headbutts to the big red button one out of 23 headbutts to the big red button Corey, how many do you give this episode
0: yeah, well, I read this one pretty high. I, I was just gonna say, like, I know we're not we, you know, Mike didn't love the flashback, but I think they have some good editing back and forth with the flashback too. Makes for a really dramatic end with that conversation with Jack, and then they we get the last flashback, and Juliet basically reveals, you know, hey, I got a deal to get off the island, so. There's all these kind of uh, similarities that are being set up between Jack and making a deal with Ben and Juliet and a deal and them getting off. I think it just builds to a great climax, and I, uh, I enjoy it a lot. So 20 out of 23 headbutts to the big red button.
1: All right. And Steven, how about you?
2: Well, I also gave this one a 20 out of 23 big red button headbutts. Um, I really enjoyed the, the episode I enjoyed learning more about Juliet I thought The introduction of Richard Alpert Was really interesting um, All the You know off island stuff about How they got her there um, And it, the On island stuff was just was Exciting was a good fast paced Story that you know the The room 23 Part of it was really interesting Kind of you know little extras there so yeah all around i I really enjoyed this episode
1: all right well i i started low and i actually added a point on uh during this episode because i feel like you guys gave me a little bit more to think about (laughs) so congratulations on that Still it's not the highest on my list and, and you know that we all have episodes that we just don't we don't we don't attach to. Um, there were some good things like you all said as far as in the flashbacks I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the Hydra Island and stuff. Um, stuff some some stuff just didn't settle for me. So it's kinda got an average rating for me. Um, I'm gonna give it a, a twelve out of twenty three uh headbutts to the big red button. So it's kind of right there in the middle. It's not phenomenal. It's not terrible. It's just kind of floating. It's kind of like, huh? I've seen worse, which we're going to see worse here coming up. You know, expose is coming up soon. So we, we will talk <laughs> and, about that episode.
0: And take into account, Mike says this is his favorite season.
1: <laughs> it is. It is.
0: And yet you've no, had like no, several. No, no. Like... I said,
1: I said, I said this season has my favorite episode of all time in it. Yeah, I
0: don't know I'm pretty sure you said this this might be no your I like
1: season. season I like season five oh, okay with 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 the whole with the whole living living with the Dharma people I like season five I like I like my favorite episode that was in season three
2: I, and I that I definitely, one, feel, so. I definitely feel like season three had more highs and lows than other seasons like there I there was, was, was lower on
1: season two than I was on season than I have been on season three.
2: Uh, I feel like most seasons are pretty good throughout, and I feel like this one just definitely had some peaks and valleys, but that's just
1: yeah and 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 uh I think this is the lowest I've given one for season three so far uh and it's still it's not terribly low like uh, there are there are some that I've seen that I could give single digits to no problem at all, yeah and just walk out with and i know and, and i know one of those is going to come up soon too <laughs> it's this is just, it's just
0: but. i think he might have been a little bit lower on the the sun and Jin episode or the lock episode those two were kind of low as well but hey i like the fairness and like being you know, a lot of these episodes this first chunk of the season actually a lot of season three are really polarizing episodes. So I think it makes yes. sense that some of us are high on it. Some of us are low on it. Cause that's kind of the reality for the fans too. But, 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 but you know what though, I, I
1: can remember watching this episode a few years back and apps and, and, and actually loved it too. Uh, and thought it was a really good episode. So I think that's the good thing that Lost has done, is that Lost has the ability to, you watch this episode one time, and you may not enjoy it. There may just, something just may not stick out with you. But then you may watch it the next time, and it may be, okay, I get it now. You know, and you really enjoy the episode. It it changes as, as time goes by, as you start thinking more, and, and, uh, and And I think it's one of those it's one of those episodes that I may not like this year, but you know four or five years from now, if I watch it again, guess what? You know, it, life has changed. things have changed. I've gone through this different circumstances in life. And my view on this episode may have changed by then. So um, it is what it is. that's uh that's uh it's interesting how TV does that to you.
0: That's true. And with the you know a long series too, the context of episodes can change. Based yeah. on stuff that happens later in the series. And that'll that'll definitely affect some episodes coming up, I think, in, mm-hmm. in season three and four. So, did things pay, pan out? Were they paid off eventually or were they not? You know, that can have an effect on how you look at an episode in retrospect. So, Right. Okay, we're going to move on to our ending discussion here. Uh, unanswered questions. We didn't really have anything that was unanswered in there. Uh, we do have some additions to Sawyer's <laughs> name dictionary, though. <laughs> and we have three different nicknames for Alex. The first one being Chong. It's in Cheech and Chong. And then we have Sheena. And we have Underdog. <laughs> yes. And then for Carl, we have Cheech. Uh, and the Freckle Count. I have to say, there, this one was missed. I added this one because he... Uh, I don't know, Lostpedia didn't, or wherever we get this. (laughs) No,
1: that is that's actually me. As I'm listening to the episode, I'm 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 adding numbers to it, so it's not in. Oh, okay. So I'm having to do it all and I didn't you watched it before I could get to it. Matter of fact, I think we were watching it at the same time according we <laughs> because the notes were up. I think we were both watching at the same time.
0: That's I did notice that we were taking notes at the same time. That was kinda of We have a we have a document here we share. So Okay, you I didn't know that you uh so you do do that yourself. Well that's that makes it cool. Uh yeah, so there I I had the pleasure to actually uh to mark one down. That's because usually I watch these episodes like uh, a couple hours before we record the podcast usually. I, that was like one of the few times where I watched it a, uh, a couple days before. So <laughs> I've never noticed that. Uh, anyway, so we have uh, one freckle in that episode. So we're up to 24 on the total freckle count. We've got some pop culture connections as well. As we mentioned earlier, a brief history of time. Aldo is reading this book by Stephen Hawking published in 1988 it is a landmark volume in popular science writing, receiving worldwide acclaim. It will be seen again in The Man from Tallahassee on Ben's bookshelf um, in his living space. Also, Stephen Hawking and Eloise Hawking share the same last name. Eloise Hawking is aware of time travel and oversees the lamppost. She's aware of a lot of things. We're gonna get her in the, mm-hmm. the very next episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Star Wars. Uh, Sawyer tells Aldo that he fell for the old Wookiee prisoner gag. It's yes, his fault for <laughs> falling for that. <laughs> great, a great gag used in a lot of uh, a lot of movies, uh, and it refers to the trick when Luke Skywalker and Han Solo used. Um, Use Chewbacca as their prisoner in order to enter the prison area of the Death Star. Additionally, when Han and Luke use the Wookiee prisoner gag to break out Leia, um, she's being held in detention block AA 23 or 23. So, you know, that's a good correlation as well. Sweet. And we have a clockwork orange. The room 23 setup is reminiscent of the Ludo- Ludovico technique uh in the movie a clockwork orange very yeah, uh you had disturbing mentioned that. scene yeah 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 it's a uh, it's, it's an interesting movie <clears throat> uh edmund burke was an irish statesman author orator and political theorist so that's also the same name of juliet's uh, ex-husband so yeah, it'd be interesting to see like what his some of his uh philosophy or his, uh, you know, what he's known for as an orator and political theorist, because that might correlate to the the character in some degree. There's, there's so many interesting uh, correlations with uh, interesting references, I should say, with the lost uh, names. Uh, Desmond David Hume is one of them. Uh, the Bible. So Rachel is treated for fertility problems and shares the name with this biblical character, Rachel, who also had fr- fertility problems in mm. Genesis and Rachel was the favored wife of Jacob. So, yeah, you got that as well. Uh, one of the video clips in room 23 showed a slide with the words, God loves you as he loved Jacob. Uh, when these frames are on the screen, the background shows a staircase, which may refer to the biblical story of Jer- Jacob's stairway to heaven. Oh, my gosh. People had so many theories based on the stupid, the stairway and Jacob and... I remember hearing that all the time about Lost. There was never any stairway, but uh, in the show. But uh, yin and yang. Uh, the a yin yang symbol appears in Julie and Juliet and Rachel's apartment. Buddhism. One frame of the room twenty three slide shows uh, a black and white Buddha. Also, um, a frame has the phrase "plant, uh, plant a good seed, and you will joyfully gather fruit," which is from the Buddhist text. Uh, Dhammapada? Is that uh, some other? Yeah, some other sayings appear to resemble Buddhist precepts, such as the Four Noble Truths. And then we have Carrie again, the Stephen King novel um, that was in the premiere episode that Juliet was having the book club for appears on Rachel's bedside table, and it features, uh, you know, we got the young girl with the, the, the telekinetic powers. And then Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Sawyer calls Alex Sheena. Sheena is a jungle-dwelling comic book character, able to communicate with the wild animals. She is fiercely <laughs> proficient in fighting with knives, spears, and bows, and improvised makeshift wef- weapons. She really is uh, her mother's yeah. daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, well, underdog. Sawyer refers to Alex as Underdog, the main character from a children's cartoon TV show. The, the cute puppy could transform himself from shoeshine boy into superhero every time someone was in trouble. The series aired from 1964 to 73. So, yes, uh, she does seem to appear when they're in trouble at times. I I, we, I I
1: I definitely remember staying up late when I was a kid and like two or three in the morning, Underdog would be on. <laughs> Definitely
0: remember that. Yeah, I don't. I personally don't really remember that show at all. But I do. I've heard of it. It's
2: good. Uh, Cheech it. and
0: Chong. Carl is called Cheech by Sawyer. Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong were a comedy duo who found a wide audience in the nineteen seventies, seventies, and eighties for their stand-up routines, which were based on, upon the era's hippie, free love, and especially drug culture movements. Um, Usually a lot of references to marijuana with that. Uh, and Cheech Marin is David Reyes. He plays David Reyes. He does a great job as Hurley's dad in Lost. So uh, yep. another connection there. Okay,
1: there's a lot of pop culture connections this time.
0: Yeah, I had to practice that one because uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot there.
1: Well, if you flash, you're gonna miss it. So, Stephen, what are we talking about? What's our uh, next episode uh, gonna be on?
0: Oh well, as Steven tries to unmute his
2: mic, <laughs> I'll just say it's about Desmond, brother. Yeah, yeah. Flashes before your eyes.
1: Uh... Flashes before your eyes. All right, all right. Well, uh, I'm excited about that one. Uh, I actually, I actually really enjoyed that one, so I'm, I'm excited about talking about it. it gives an interesting perspective on a few things. So. We'll definitely look forward to that. So that's been previously on Lost, guys, episode number 55. Hey, it's been great. It's been real. Uh, and and we look forward to the next time. So, if, again, if you want to follow us, find us all on Twitter, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram. We'd love for you to follow the, the show as well as us. And, um, and, and so next time, be ready as we talk about flashes before your eyes. Thanks a lot, guys, and have a good one. Peace out.
2: Bye. Have a good one.